0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished medical doctor from Bangalore, India, Dr. Sangamitra Dasgupta. Sangamitra, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Ashutosh. Pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. Dr. Dasgupta is the Director of Core uh, C-O-R-E, which is for dental face and hair care. She specializes in oral and maxillofacial surgery, implants, cosmetic dentistry and laser dentistry. And she's also a globally renowned surgeon and probably the only bioengineer in India who uses dentistry to solve major structural and health issues. My goodness, <laughs> you seem to have achieved everything that was possible. So Before we get into anything to do with uh, dentistry, tell me a little bit about your own journey.
1: So, uh, let me begin with the place I come from. I'm uh, born and raised in Shimla, that's in Himachal. And I grew up like a happy-go-lucky child, you know, very average student. I think uh, most of my schooling I spent outside the class than inside the class you know mm. and my dad uh, was a surgeon and he wanted, I have a brother, he wanted my brother to be an engineer and me a doctor. Mm. My brother joined forces, he's a, he's an army officer mm. and uh, me being an average student you know it was uh, next to impossible to be a med student and uh, At the same time, I definitely wanted to be anything but a doctor Mm. because I loved my father so much that I hardly saw him at home, you know. Mm. So I always put my hands up. I said, no, not a doctor. Anything else would Mm. do. Mm. Finally, when it was time to choose a career, then we decided that, okay, let's look for an option, a smart option. And I said, okay, I want to be a pilot. Mm. Came to Bangalore. Mm. Here, my dad meets a friend, an IS officer from Himachal. And he tells my dad, "Uh, Dr. Sahab, looks like you don't love your children. Mm. Like, why do you say that? Mm. So your son is in army and you want to send your daughter and you want her to be a pilot. Um, And that said, you know, she doesn't want to be a doctor. And moreover, she doesn't have good grades. So what should I do? Said you know what there are a lot of dental schools in Karnataka. Why don't you uh, put her in uh, one of the dental schools? And uh, it's a nine to five job. It's a pushy job, and you know all of that. Mm. And then that put his foot down. He said you have to be. And then he was inside very happy that there will be a tag of doctor yes. in front of my name. You know. Yes. So I joined dentistry with the not so happy the mindset. Mm-hmm. A couple of years went by and then I found it very really creative and suddenly I was interested in it. Okay. Then I did my master's in maxillofacial surgery. So while I was doing my postgrad, uh, we had a prof uh, come down from Germany, Professor uh, Graffelman. He was one of the pioneers of implant dentistry.
2: Mm-hmm. World of work. Mm. So
1: he, and I had a chance to assist him in uh, some of the cases. and he said, you know what, girl, you have good hands. I would like to train you. Why don't you come to Germany once you finish? Mm-hmm. I finished my uh, postgrad, and then I went to Germany. I learned uh, uh, the implantology from him. And while learning, he said, you know, a couple of things which he said was very interesting. He said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm scared of surgeons placing the implants. I said, Prof, why do you say that? Mm-hmm. you know what the similarity do you know the similarity between an implantologist and a dog
2: mm-hmm.
1: I just looked at him uh-huh. You know what, both love bone. <laughs>
2: so,
1: uh, I say, yeah. You see, you know, wherever the surgeons find uh, bone, they just go ahead and put the implant there, but the implantology doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So, implant is not a tooth replacement, the implant is a root replacement. Mm-hmm. You have to put it in such a way that it can receive the crown in a comfortable way that the patient can chew on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now, I, I did my postgrad in surgery and I hardly knew anything about teeth. Hmm. Uh, it was if I had to pursue implantology, it meant that you know I learned dentistry. I came back to India. I decided to settle in Bangalore, and I was teaching in a dental school as well. I was an assistant professor then. So I decided that if I had to do dentistry, uh, working in a college wouldn't work,
2: hmm. you know, because
1: I've learned so much. Then we started a dental uh, dental clinic. Mm-hmm. I started the dental clinic, but I didn't know anything about dentistry.
2: Hmm.
1: Then I went to, I met some of the, you know, the speakers, very good speakers in the conferences. And uh, I requested them that, can I come and watch you? And this, I decided to go to Mumbai. Hmm. I went to a couple of clinics and I was not happy at all. You know, that run-of-the-mill kind of dentistry. Right. Stralization protocols were pathetic. You know, there was a kind where they dipped instruments in hot water and used. Mm. Uh, some of the dentists used the one pair of gloves for all the patients throughout the day. Mm. Said, no, this is not happening. I don't think, uh, you know, Definitely. I can work like that. Yeah. And then it so happened, somebody suggesting, no, there is a doctor, Dr. Ajit in Mumbai. And why don't you go and check, check out? Mm. I said, okay. I went there and I just loved the way he worked. Yeah. He was wearing the surgical loops 3x loops and surgical protocols were in place I say yes, this is where I want to learn
2: yeah.
1: So I learned a lot of dentistry from him and the added advantage was like my what my professor has suggested that just to, for the implantology to su- succeed you have to know occlusion. Uh-huh. Now what is an occlusion the way our teeth meet you know uh-huh. the way they fit into one another uh-huh. so if that is perfect and the forces are correct, Mm -hmm. Now forces, when it came to forces, I had physics in my mind. I said, -hmm. Now what? Mm -hmm. I have to learn physics as well. But since I was very keen on uh, learning all this, everything fell in place. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Shetty taught me and he was the the authority on occlusion. Mm -hmm. So he has Mm -hmm. been my mentor all through Mm -hmm. and he taught me a lot of dentistry and a very ethical dentistry. Mm -hmm. But
0: that's how my journey began. Amazing, in this. amazing. Yeah. what an amazing journey and
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know
0: from being a reluctant dentist to being such a well-known and uh, respected mm-hmm. dentist full marks to you on this amazing journey. So yes. let me yes. then ask you that mm-hmm. you know you use several of terms like occlusion which I don't understand so yes, pardon me if I use the wrong terminology. No problem. Yes. But what are some of the common structural and health issues you see in patients? Mm. And how does dentistry help to address these?
1: So let me explain now, this is, uh, you know, how the dentistry evolved over the years, let me start with that. Mm. See, uh, earlier, the I think, uh, maybe in the 70s or 80s, when the anybody had toothache, the, they would go to the dentist. <laughs> and if the tooth is can be filled they filled it mm-hmm. or they pulled it out mm-hmm. okay so how we evolved then over a period then the root canal process started then with the root canal it was essential that we do crowns okay and then over the years implantology happened implantology was a great, uh, the game changer mm-hmm. you know that's when the surgical protocol in all over the clinics that they fell in place mm-hmm. and then the occlusion now occlusion is like when your upper and you close your bring your teeth together
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay the way upper jaw teeth and the lower jaw teeth meet one another mm-hmm. that is what is called as occlusion okay now, this is the most important part, which was which made a difference in my entire science that I created, okay? So if anybody has a cavity, how does the cavity happen? We always say that don't eat sweet, don't eat mm. sweet. That's how you get cavities. Mm. Actually, enamel is, a, it has a tiled finish. It doesn't have any cracks. And please remember, enamel is a second hardest stuff after diamond. Wow. So, yes, to crack an enamel, it takes hours so long. So mm. what happens 24 bar 7? The you know it's not the eating which causes actually the cavity. It only mm. hastens the process of cavity formation. Mm. But the crack line forms on the teeth is by the occlusion forces, by the forces we generate.
2: Mm. And
1: when do the teeth come maximum in contact? Every three minutes we swallow. We mm. swallow, you will see. Yeah. That's when the teeth come in contact. Okay, mm. So every three minutes it's happening, only time it slows down when we are sleeping. Mm. But that time also we swallow. So that's the time teeth come in contact. So if our muscle forces are too much, that means there will be a crack or a break in the continuity of the enamel. Mm. And in that break, if you don't maintain hygiene, then the food collects and, and the cavity process starts. So you see how it everything mm-hmm. has a reason, you know.
0: Right. It's just like
1: that, it doesn't happen. So now, and some people develop gum diseases. Now, how do they develop gum diseases? So gum disease is like when the occlusal forces are high.
2: Mm. See,
1: our body's defense mechanism is such that you know the body will always try to protect you. Mm. So when the occlusal forces are more, our muscles are. You know they are clenchers and uh, we generate much more forces than the Mm -hmm. than the teeth can withstand Mm -hmm. either the teeth are going to crack or the supporting structure of the tooth is going to get affected Mm -hmm. so then the gums get inflamed bone starts moving away and the teeth start shaking so that's how the gum Mm -hmm. disease develops okay so having understood that then we realize okay is it that only the inside part it is affecting then we found out, till that time, the science was only till joint. This mm-hmm. is called as the joint. When you open and close our mouth,
2: mm-hmm. if
1: you put your fingers in front of the ear, there is a joint. Okay. Yeah. This is a universal joint. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. open anytime you're eating, you're talking, this is a joint. So this joint also, we thought like, okay, this occlusal disease causes problem in this joint. Mm-hmm. So, and then we found out the migraines or the neck pain was also associated with So our knowledge was restricted till mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. So the occlusal disease was the main culprit. Now, how do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. So we made, uh, there are world over, you know, a lot of, we call this a splints or deprogrammer. I practically tried all the possible deprogrammer which are available in the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And some worked, some did not. It was very painful to you know when the patients uh, got into more problem. So mm-hmm. I knew that something more is associated with that. Right. Then we found out. Then I started. Then year I think it was twenty
2: twelve.
1: So I had a trainer, uh, you know, he, he was a physiotherapist and he had an enormous knowledge of uh, muscles. He mm. used to teach me a lot of uh, lot about muscles. So. Uh, then one of one time, it so happened, I saw, uh, he always used to tell me that the core muscles have to be super strong if you have to be, you know, a stronger person. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I see a person lifting weight. So I asked him, I said, Ben, uh, should your teeth come in contact when you're lifting weight? Mm-hmm. He said, no, 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 only the core muscles, no teeth coming in contact. But mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I see most of your clients, They when they lift weight, they also clench their teeth.
2: Right. There's
1: some connection that you know there is a you know they are generating power from the jaw. He said, No, he was. I mean, I don't blame him. He did this. Then I started chasing it. Mm. And then I found out that yes, there is a connection. Like if you see a mother when she's delivering a baby, Mm. okay, what does she do? She clenches her teeth Mm. to push the baby.
2: Correct. Right?
1: Correct. A person is constipated. What do you do? You mm. clench your teeth to push, right? Correct. So these—that means there is a connection. So now I started chasing this connection, mm. and that's when I found out that you know it's so beautiful, Ashutosh. We don't even give any importance to baby teeth. Mm. Okay. You have children, right, Ashutosh? Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. but grown up.
1: Grown up, okay. So maybe when now have a
0: granddaughter now. So. All
1: right. So how old is your granddaughter?
0: She's now will be nine months.
1: Nine months. Okay, long way to go. Mm. Okay. So when she's six or seven years old, you will think that the permanent and the permanent teeth started start coming in. We always think that it's the front teeth that come first, right? Mm. But actually, that's not correct. It is. We have the first molar tooth, sixth mm. tooth. Mm. That is that comes first in the mouth. Well, why should that happen? Okay, there's a reason for it. Now our spine formation mm-hmm. gets completed by the age by the time we are 6 to 7 years old. And now the spine needs uh, you know, stability.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? And that stability is provided by the 6 tooth coming in contact. Mm-hmm. It has a large surface area. It's like a tent pole. You know, spine is like this and the tent pole is provided by the jaw muscles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This happens to the neck area mm. of the cervical spine so cervical spine or the neck spine is actually stabilized by our mm. jaw muscle in the and the neck muscles mm. so having learned that i found out that it has a lot of implication on the posture
2: okay
1: now if this the lower jaw six tooth now the jaw that you, can, you please move your jaw you will find out only the lower jaw moves i can do this mm. but i can't move my upper
2: jaw upper mm. jaw is
1: fixed. Mm-hmm. upper jaw sticks to the brain part mm-hmm. of, it, of mm-hmm. the skull so the jaw has a sixth tooth like right? I told you that it is connected yeah. to the cervical spine mm-hmm. so this sixth tooth how it meets the, the sixth tooth of the upper jaw actually dictates the posture okay if the lower jaw is behind the mm-hmm. upper jaw head will fall forward mm-hmm. you see that Mm-hmm. And if the jaw, lower jaw is ahead, the head will fall backwards. We call it lordosis. You know how lords would walk with the head held high? Mm-hmm. So this is the basic science behind it. Amazing. So We used to work around that. Mm-hmm. But still, we didn't have much success. You know, somewhere, some failure was happening. Mm-hmm. Then it so happened in 2017, a lady from Budapest came for a conference. And she spoke about that, you know, the jaw can, uh, the asymmetry happens mm. when the jaw, lower jaw, rotates to one side. Mm. So, fantastic. Now, the it, my jigsaw puzzle was, mm. you know, kind of sorted.
2: Mm.
1: So now I realized that, you know, Devanant, the yep. historian, um, yeah, yeah. he could never keep his head straight. Mm. Why do you think he could never keep his head straight? It was because his the the muscles of one side would pull it to such a way that it had even if he tried his mm. head would fall to one side. Mm. Okay, none of us are symmetrical, there's an 80 20 ratio. Mm. As long as 80 percent we are symmetrical, we are good to go. Mm. But if this, uh, you know, the percentage a little bit moves here and there, then the medical problems start. Laces. Now, what uh, I hope I'm not uh. It's no, I, I, I want to
0: move to a few more questions because we are running out of time now. So
1: okay, okay. So um, yeah. So but please uh, so, go ahead. Please go ahead. All right. So the ailment. Now very quickly, I'll tell you. So yeah. this is the basically. I wanted to explain to you how it uh, goes about, that.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And then the what are the implication it has? It can mm. cause headache. It can cause neck pain. It can see we have in the throat. Mm. We have our master, uh, the very important gland called thyroid gland. So mm. thyroid gland, it can affect. It's a thermoregulator, temperature regulator then we have a windpipe, we breathe, okay, then we have food pipe, so it can affect acidity, it mm. can cause shoulder pain. So all these problems are associated with the,
0: mm. the
1: if you have these issues, if the occlusion is not correct.
0: Very interesting, very, very fascinating. Uh-huh. So my next question to you, uh, sangmitra is that, you know, when it comes to patients, yeah. And, you know, what you've just told me is so, so, so educative, you know, I mean, I didn't know a lot of these things, uh, you know, even though I go to my dentist very regularly, but okay. how important is patient education and communication in your work?
1: Most important, hmm. most important, you know, Ashutosh, I do this bioengineering, as you mentioned about it. So it takes long time, every patient, I, I practically spend almost two hours with one patient. Wow. Okay? So yeah. I don't see more than five or six patients a day. Mm. And my practice has been built by my patients. Mm. Such a beautiful thing to happen, yeah. right?
2: Yeah.
1: So I spend a lot of time with my patients. My patients are my family. Mm. I educate them like what you said, that you learned. I think my patients know so much more than they right. they go out and educate
2: people. You know, mm.
1: they always say, Oh, you have a headache, don't take pills. Maybe you should go to the go to Sangamitra and check it out. If uh, you know it is because of the occlusion, the occlusion mm-hmm. disease, or you know your muscles are fired up, it's mm-hmm.
2: happening because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: very interesting. The other thing that is often uh, you know asked about people who are you know professionals like you
2: mm-hmm.
0: is that uh, how do you work to ensure that okay. your patients understand the importance of dental care. And overall health and wellness. Because someone was telling me that uh, our teeth are also an area where we could probably, you know, that could probably lead to a lot of problems for our whole body.
1: I stand. I would like to correct you. Not just could they are majorly responsible for. Because see, I told you, enamel is second hardest after diamond. So the amount of mineral which the mouth has, and they are arranged in an arc. See, there's so much physics here, right? So physics, uh, sorry, the principle of arc is the strongest principle, uh, you know, principle engineering principle. So mm-hmm. then the teeth, when you lose a tooth, you lose your strength. Your muscle forces come down.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I can, i mean, I can go on and on, but then you know, since we are short of time, so uh, yeah. So I think uh, I, I like to stop here. Yeah. No, then, so I'm, I'm uh, with you
0: entirely. You know, and I think, I think this whole thing of uh, understanding our teeth and the importance of making sure that our health is protected through because of our teeth is so important. But I also wanted to ask you a little bit about cosmetic dentistry.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, I believe this is growing very rapidly. But what is the reason and where do you see it going?
1: Yeah, uh, yes, two years we put, uh, if you're all we went for the filling, we put that mercury filling. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the mercury, if it breaks, it goes into your system. It is known to cause a lot of health hazards. Correct. So the materials are evolving by the day. You mm. you blink your eyelid, and there's a new material in the mm. market. You know? mm. And then you have uh, earlier, years, years we use a lot of metal crowns. Mm. They contain nickel. Nickel is carcinogenic. Mm. Wow. causing. Okay. okay. So it was very important that we moved away from these materials. Mm. Okay. So that's when we had tooth colored. uh, Now you can't possibly put a black material, right?
2: Correct.
1: You have to put a tooth color. So now we have ceramic tooth colored with different shades and stuff. So this is what uh, it is actually, uh, why we call it cosmetic is I always wonder because Mm -hmm. if you have to restore it and you have to give your tooth color, so that's how it becomes cosmetic. Mm -hmm. But if you are asking me about the smile designing, Mm -hmm. yes, it's, Ashutosh will live in a feel good and look good era, right? Mm-hmm. So we ha- we always you know wanting to enhance our appearances, look confident, and all of that. So smile designing has become quite a uh, you know rage these days, and um, uh, people do go for smile designing. But if you ask me, am I a smile designer? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. You know when whenever somebody comes to me, it's situational. See. Mm-hmm. If it's a All uh, if the mouth is absolutely fine and then they wanted to have the smile design, I'm happy to do it. Mm. Okay, but I'm a functional dentist, Mm. I always believe that when I align your muscles, you know, we never smile with teeth, we always smile with eyes. Mm. Correct, and when we do that, you know, when our muscles are aligned, when the eyes are open and they're twinkling, I think that's the best smile. So I always tell them you know, a lot of people, you know, my lip is not going up, my this, I see, you know, because there is an asymmetry, the, your muscles are not, um, in you know, coordinated, <laughs> that's why you have a problem, it has nothing to do with the teeth, especially women, boy, it's so difficult to, uh, to, you know, explain to them that, you know, it's not because of teeth, it's because of, uh, you know, so they go uh, about Botox and fillers, I always tell them, Everything has its place. You correct. want to enhance your looks, you go for it. But mm-hmm. you align your muscles and nerves of the body, your spine is in alignment, you are sorted. You know, you look 10 years younger, your basic metabolic rate will improve, your health will improve, you're looking brighter, you're breathing better, you're glowing. Mm-hmm.
2: So
0: that's how it
1: works.
0: Correct, correct. Well said, well said. Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: I have time for two more questions. Yes. Uh, I also wanted to ask you given the amount of work that you have done and You've trained with some of the best in the world. Yes. What are some of the current innovations in the field of dentistry that you are particularly excited about?
1: I'm most excited about uh, this. There are three things implants, which I already explained, game changer, laser, laser dentistry. You know, with laser dentistry, I think I did only in my entire career, I think I must have done some three or four gum surgeries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I treat every case with laser mm-hmm. and I work on the crucial part of it, and the patient is all sorted. Okay. So, you know, we used to do earlier a lot of destruction pull out and destroy and give, you know, pull out all the teeth, give dentures and all of that. Now we are working on preserving. We mm-hmm. preserve, preserve, preserve is the mantra.
2: Innovations
1: right. are actually working around that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: even, um, you know, they are work, people are working with stem cells. And actually, uh, uh, it's like this you have cavities and they inject, and, you know, the enamel regrows. See, mm-hmm. enamel, the thing is, with the enamel, enamel is the only thing in the body. Once you lose it, you lost it wow. forever. Like, okay. But there's science that's working towards whether we can regrow enamel with mm-hmm. the stem cells. But okay. at the, at this moment, they are not able to control the size. Sometimes the peanut size, sometimes the football size. Mm. You know, but that's what is happening. I think that would be the innovation that I would like to see in my lifetime.
2: Amazing, amazing.
1: And now in dentistry, so yes, I I want every dentist to take over. Not don't be a dental surgeon, be a dental physician. Mm. You know, I call my presentation teeth to feet because I'm able to sort out people from head to toe.
0: Mm. Amazing, amazing, and my last question to you—and this is for the thousands of people who will watch our uh,
2: conversation—based
0: mm-hmm. on your own amazing journey, yes, what would you say are three lessons uh, for our uh, health that you would want us, our viewers and listeners, to take away? As a dentist, I'm—I'm
1: I'm going to be absolutely to specific, absolutely. Okay? <laughs> Don't think that you know. Uh, baby teeth. A lot of people don't give any importance to baby teeth. Mm. Okay. Baby teeth lay the foundation of the how they are permanent teeth. going to come. Correct. Baby teeth. Uh, are very important for the integrity of your spine.
2: Correct. So the
1: most important first and foremost most important is that the regular visit to a dentist
2: mm-hmm. and
1: when I say dentist it's like the one who knows the stuff not Correct. just any dentist and you know we are not uh, talking here about drilling filling and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We are talking about the structure for your overall health. Mm. I have a lot of kids about age 6 to 7 year old, parents didn't even know, they were sleep apnea. Ashutosh, I've treated them and the kids are kids are performing better in grades, they're sleeping better, their health is better. Mm. So that's one part takeaway from them. Mm. Secondly, even for us, we always go to the dentist in the last minute when the teeth tooth is aching, right? Mm. Go for the regular visit, it's so important, it's just not the mouth, Yeah. it's not just not the smile, it's your overall health. Mm. So that is second. Mm-hmm. Third is if you have any ailment in the body, consider visiting a dentist like me. The the you know the tribe is growing.
2: Mm-hmm. Who
1: knows about it? Who can work without medicine and without surgery mm-hmm. and give you a solution to your medical ailment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, if you, the time permits, I would like to tell you my story. Yes, yeah. What yeah. happened to me?
0: Yeah, please tell me. You yeah, know, in twenty
1: nineteen i was walking my dog in a, in the park and i suddenly realized that i couldn't breathe mm. so i went to the pulmonologist and he said that you know uh, i was little late about a month late going to the pulmonologist I mean, that's how we are right and that's mm. how i treat all sorts of uh, things he said i had pneumonia
2: wow
1: and if i was late by a week i would have been my lungs would have fibrosed and all of that mm. So later, uh, I was put on steroids, I had put on a lot of weight and then later anyway, that was the wrong diagnosis. It was actually an autoimmune disorder
2: mm.
1: wherein all the muscles from head to toe get inflamed
2: Okay. okay.
1: and I felt crippled. Ashutosh. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even get up from the chair, I was that bad mm. and then I went through the therapy and then they put me on immunosuppressive medicine which I was supposed to take lifelong mm. The, there was a little damage in the this one, but overall, okay.
2: Mm.
1: I felt good, but at the same time, I don't like taking medicines, you know. So, I and my blood pressure started acting up.
2: Mm.
1: So I said, no, I will not continue this immunosuppressive medicine. And the COVID time, you're supposed to have your good immunity. Mm. And here I was on immunosuppressive. Mm. So, then I went through, uh, this. I completed the treatment and I told my husband, he's also a dentist, mm-hmm. I said, uh, you know, COVID time, not many patients. I have to walk the talk. I sought out a whole lot of my patients. So can you do the treatment for me? Mm. I'm an orthodontist, I can't. I said no, No. I will guide you and actually he did the treatment which I do for the patients and you know, I felt that my muscles regained the strength. Mm. Now I do my yoga, you won't believe in Padmasana, I can sit for 10 minutes. Amazing. I can squat for ten minutes. I, I mean, nothing happens to me. I'm so flexible.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I have seen that has been my journey. That mm-hmm. how it has worked for me. So you know, I this the third takeaway which I've been talking about mm-hmm. is that please consider that without men, without surgery, there is a solution with us.
0: Amazing, amazing. And on that note, uh, Sangamitra and your amazing lessons, which is so powerful. You know, don't ignore baby teeth because they are really the foundation of everything that we will be when we grow up, go for regular visits to the dentist and for any ailment that you have, remember that there is always an option without medicines, etc. And don't
1: forget
2: children.
0: And don't forget children, absolutely. Thank you so much for talking to me. I mean, I think my conversation with you has been a complete uh, eye-opener as far as our teeth are concerned, as far as the dentist is concerned, and as far as, you know, a better understanding of how important our teeth are uh, for our overall health, for our general health. Yes. I had never ever thought that, you know, when we are using any pressure, we clench our teeth. But as you were talking, I was thinking, uh, yes. you know, and I think it was an amazing 101 on understanding our teeth. Thank you so much for speaking to me and good luck to you.
1: Absolute pleasure being here. Thank you, Ashish. Thank, thank, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast